Let us pray. Gracious God, send your Holy Spirit to dwell here among us so that only your word may be spoken and so that only your word may be heard. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. I love scripture. I love the Bible. There are many things I love about it. One of the things I love is how rich it is. How I can go back to a passage that I have heard or read countless times before. And I can hear or see something new in it. It speaks to me differently. Sometimes every time I go back to it. Sometimes it's because uh, a particular phrase, it just gets lost in all the, oh, there's so rich, there's so many things all around that I just kind of get lost by the bigger, seemingly more important stuff. Sometimes it's because there's something going on in my life that wasn't going on before that makes something jump out in a new way. And this is very much the experience I had. Philippians is a letter I've read many times, the second chapter here, it's central to so much of the faith. I've read this so many times. And yet there's this verse that, I don't know, it just never really, I never really noticed it before. It was there, I guess I read it, I'm sure I read it, but there was so much else I guess I was distracted by. But when Gail was reading the epistle today, it just jumped out at me in a new way. Paul says, let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. This passage, of course, is so consistent with the Gospels. It is consistent with Jesus' teachings on loving your neighbor as yourself, his teachings in the Beatitudes, his teachings in washing the disciples' feet. It resonates with his very life. Paul goes on in this passage, after saying that each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others, to then talk about that is the mind of Christ to consider the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. The very incarnation and the death and the resurrection of Jesus speak to this very truth that Paul wants us to live by. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Jesus' very life was all about considering the interests of others. That line, for me, as I heard it, read afresh today, resonates with me so profoundly in this present moment that we find ourselves in. All of the crises that we face as a society, at the root of them, 
is this question of whose interest is at stake? And will we act in the interest of others? Take the pandemic. For most of us, getting COVID-19 is not particularly dangerous. The number of asymptomatic people is enormous. The number of people who have some symptoms, whether relatively mild, is substantial. The number of people who have bad symptoms that recover. The number of people who die and who have serious long-term symptoms is proportionally a seemingly small number. And it seems to be that for many of us, the risk is even lower based upon your age and various health factors that you have. And so if I only consider my own self-interest, I'm not really at all that high a risk. And we do know people of all ages and all health situations have died from COVID-19, but they're the exception, not the rule. I am probably not personally at a very high risk. And so does that mean I should just go live my life normally? Let us not consider our own interests, but the interests of others. As followers of Jesus, the answer, of course, is no. I have to concern myself with this pandemic, not for my own interest, not because I'm at particularly high risk, but because of others because of those who are vulnerable, because of those who will most likely die. We know there are people who have decades of life ahead of them, who have a very high risk of dying if they get COVID-19. 200,000 people have had their lives cut short by this. I read one study that said that the average lifespan of those who have died has been shortened by 11 Point seven years. As a follower of Jesus, I have to concern myself with them. All the other crises have the same question at their core. What is my interest? What's the interest of others? And will I consider the interests of others? The fight for racial justice. Will I, as a white person, be willing to consider the interests of black lives? Will I help them to matter in the society? Will I help them to thrive and flourish in the society where I only consider my own interests? The environmental struggles that we're facing, will I worry myself, concern myself with those who are at the boundary between forest fires and the city? Will I concern myself with people who are at the, uh, at, the, at the sea and sea levels rising is going to affect them? Am I going to concern myself for people who are in those vulnerable areas? Will I concern myself for future generations who are the ones that are most at risk of the choices that we're making in this moment? Will I concern myself with my own interests or the interests of others? I think this is at the core of all of the challenges that we are facing as a society. Do we concern ourselves with the interests of others? Will we consider and will we work for the common good? 
This is another book that I love. It's a prayer book. Another book that I read every day, I pray with every day. And it's also another book that is profoundly rich that I will go back to it and I'll pray prayers that I've been praying for years and suddenly something will jump out at me in a new way. And a couple of years ago, I had that very experience while praying the Compline service. And let me just read to you this prayer. Oh God, your unfailing providence sustains the world we live in and the life we live. Watch over those both night and day who work while others sleep and grant that we may never forget that our common life depends upon each other's toil through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. May we never forget that our common life depends upon each other's toil. That is the question of the common good. Each of us is connected to the other. And each of us who are called by Jesus to follow him have to concern ourselves with that common good, with the other. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Right after this passage, Paul goes on to say that in the midst of this world and all of its many flaws, we can be light. We can be stars in the midst of it, lighting this world. And what that means is that we are willing to consider the interests of others. Every act that we take on behalf of other people is a light in this world. In this world that's full of so much suffering, we have the possibility to bring light in the midst of it when we consider the interests of others, when we act for the common good. And so, my friends in Christ, that is my prayer for all of us, that we can have that mind of Christ to consider others and to act on their behalf for the common good. Amen.